Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome back to Cultivating Our Space. I'm your host, Dr. Tasha, creative problem solver. So today I want to talk a little bit about authenticity. Um, what is it? What does it mean? How do we know if we have it? All of that good stuff. It's definitely something that has been on my mind a lot lately, especially as I've been on this journey to kind of figure out what is next for my life. And a big part of figuring out what's next is really evaluating and reflecting on what has happened and who am I, what makes me happy, what fulfills me, what brings me joy. Um, so with that said, this is going to be a very authentic episode because I do not have a script like I normally do. I have four very basic bullet points that I want to kind of go through through as we talk about authenticity. And my plan is to not do uh, a lot of editing. Uh, hopefully I won't have to do any real editing. Um, so we'll see how, we'll see how kind of going slightly off the cuff goes. Like I know what I want to talk about, but um, I don't have everything put together. I haven't rehearsed it or anything like that. So um if you follow Cultivating Our Space on Instagram, you would have seen that, I think it was like two weeks ago, I posted a reel where I was going through some of my old photos and talking about a project that I wanted to start um, in regards to my family tree and just trying to gather some of the stories and um, putting together a book that I can pass down to my niece and nephew. Um, and in looking through those photos, I saw one of I saw a couple of my Aunt Sarah. She is my mother's aunt. And growing up, she lived in Myrtle Beach. We lived in Albany, New York. And whenever we would travel, we stayed with her. So she was a very strong and present figure in my life growing up. She actually bought me my first Cabbage Patch doll. She would always buy me Easter dresses. So... One day I'll have to go through and show you my Easter dresses for about three or four years. I was a little sailor girl. Um, and then one year, I think it was like the ShopRite commercials with the can-cans. And I wanted a can-can dress. I don't know what the name of the dress is even to this day. But if you were around in the mid-80s, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And then like in a weird kind of twist of events, kind of sort of. Aunt Sarah actually um, was in my dream that night. Um, nothing really significant about the dream, but she was there. And that definitely kind of, um, I don't want to say spooked me in a way, but it made me think about, you know, why did she show up in my dream? And she is definitely someone in my life. She passed away uh, 20 years ago or so. It's been a while since she uh, passed away. And I started thinking about like who she was. Because to me, you never really know how old people are. Um, when you're like, you know, six, ten years old, however old you are, you just know that everyone's older than you, right? I knew that she was my mom's aunt and that she was older than my mom. Didn't really know how old was old. But she was a person who would say these really crazy things, mildly racist, um, but definitely she would say stuff and it's just like my little six, seven-year-old brain is like, should I be hearing this? 
and I'd get a look that from my mom pretty much saying, forget what you heard. Um, you know how moms can have that look without words and you know automatically what she means by that. But she would just say these things and I'm just like, in my mind, I'm like, what is this woman talking about? But then my mom would always say, you know, she's older. She, you know, pe she just says what she wants to say. People give her a pass. And I was like, in my mind, I'm like, well, how can I, like, how old do I have to be to just say what I want to say and have people just kind of smile and nod and not say anything back? So that definitely had me thinking about, you know, just the times that I don't speak up when I should speak up, the times where maybe I should say more, where I don't say more. Uh, I'm definitely more of a private person, even though I do share stuff on the podcast. There's a lot that I will not share because I do believe that things should be kept to oneself personally. Um, but even with my friends, like I, I share stuff as needed in a sense. Um, and I feel like with them, I am a little bit more open with what I say and thinking about like my other relationships, work, other situations. It's like, how can I kind of shed this perfect persona and be a little bit more real, a little bit more organic because home, I am definitely a different person when I'm home by myself versus out in public. And I kind of want to bring out that home person a little bit more um, because I definitely edit myself. I'm definitely political, especially in um, the pro professional environment. I don't, um, I don't curse professionally. Um, I may have done once or twice um, because of frustration. <laughs> and there's a, there's a, I'm laughing because there's a story behind the one time that I'm thinking of, of when I cursed and uh, my coworkers just looked at me like, I didn't know you had it in you. Um, but just figuring out like what that means, because I actually had an experience in the fall where I was, um, you know, applying for a job and interviewing for a job. Um, it didn't work out. Um, and, you know, one of the things that I was told was that I seemed too polished. And, you know, in a way, that's who I am. I am someone who um, believes in kind of putting on that brave face, putting, you know, knowing what I know, but also being confident in what I don't know. Um, and so I try not to look at that as a bad thing because it's easy for someone to say you're too polished and if you're not confident enough in who you are, you can take that negatively and that could cause a whole spiral. Um, but because it is kind of the essence of who I, who I am, it also has me thinking about, well, how can I kind of merge my polished, polished professional persona with my home um, kind of random cursing, sarcastic side a little bit more to be more authentically me. Um, and one of the other things that kind of, you know, again, as I mentioned, I'm right now kind of on a journey. Um, and part of that journey is due to my mental health. 
I have been, I've struggled with mental health issues for probably about 10 years. There's definitely some clear periods where I am more than fine. And there's periods where I may have had like a little bit of a struggle, but I'm able to kind of get myself out of it. Um, But recently it has been bad to the point where I have had to go and seek um, counseling and really kind of figure out what brought me to that point. And what part of what brought me to that point is, again, putting on that brave face and not being true to what's going on with me, not being true to um, what I need for myself and taking care of everything else, but not taking care of myself. And I always kind of thought of myself as somewhat of a selfish, selfish person, but according to my therapist, I'm not as selfish as I thought I was, and I probably need to be more selfish and really take care of myself and really know when to say yes and when to say no. And the power of no was the first or second episode of the podcast, but the title was Power of No. So definitely go back and read and listen to that episode. Um, so yeah, so I, I say all of this, they all seem kind of somewhat disconnected, but I say all of this because these are things that I'm thinking about when I think about what it means to be authentic, what, it thinks, what I think about how I can be authentically me in a variety of spaces. Because especially women of color, we all know that we sometimes wear multiple personas and it gets tiring. Like I'm kind of tired of wearing um, multiple personas. Um, if you watch The Real Housewives of was it Beverly Hills, um, Garcelle Bouvier, um, I actually paused the clip and watched it like two or three times. But it was the episode, it was a recent episode, um, where her and Dorit don't really get along very much and Dorit keeps coming at her and Garcelle keeps saying a very key phrase that no one seems to be listening to. Garcelle keeps saying, I feel, I feel. And when people say something after I feel, it negates that. So I've learned to, like, a lot of times to say, I feel that. Because no one is supposed to invalidate your feelings. No one can say, oh, that's not right. How do you know it's not right? It's the way that I feel. Um, But Garcelle finally kind of broke it down in regards to being a black woman in a group of white women and how she feels like she has to come in to this space um, and that sometimes it's exhausting coming into this space because it's something that she has to deal with every day where they may only have to deal with it once or twice in a lifetime. This is something that she deals with every day and I actually kind of got a little teary and started crying because it's like you know the whole time I'm sitting there I feel like I was watching a sport you know a sports game because I'm sitting there cheering for her snapping my fingers like yes girl yes um probably scared my neighbors a little bit but whatever um but it was her being authentic in her frustrations um and being authentic in what she feels, how she's, how she's um, going through this situation. 
and how she has to navigate this situation. Um, and so it's, you know, being comfortable enough or just saying, you know, F it, I'm just going to say it. And if you like it, you like it, you don't, you don't. But, you know, she got to a point where she said it. And it's something, I don't know if I'd quite go into, be as eloquent as she said it, um, because usually when stuff like that happens to me, I get a little nervous and things don't quite come out completely. Um, but I appreciate that she was vulnerable, um, that she said that, and I might have to like copy that and read that every time um, and just kind of be prepared to give, to give that speech because I don't think people understand um, what it's like for black women to lose a bit of ourselves as we enter into these predominantly white spaces. Um, the other thing that I think also helps me, has helped me in thinking about how do I become more authentic and, um, how do I feel comfortable in being authentic? Because, you know, as I mentioned, I am confident in who I am, but I don't always say it. I don't always share what I'm feeling. I don't always, I'm not always that vulnerable. Um, but I've been watching The Shop, which is on HBO. Um, it's a half hour series. Um, LeBron James is the, I don't know if he's the, the co-founder, but one of his business, he hasn't, I haven't seen him this, this season, but um, his business partner, uh, drawing a blank on names. This is, see, this is why I have notes. So I remember people's names. But anyways, it's, it's a group of, there's usually about six or eight people who are just talking about whatever. Um, it's a mix of athletes. It's a mix of uh, comedians, other celebrities. Um, the most recent episode that I watched was with um, Naomi Osaka, um, Wanda Sykes, Kevin Love, and Jadakiss. Um, I mean, all their episodes, I always like leave the episode like, okay, I need to come back to this and really listen to this and uh, like dissect what they say. Not in a negative way, but I feel like this show, everyone kind of makes that joke that celebrities are just like us, but this show really does show, really does, this show really does illustrate, highlight how celebrities really are like us. Like we've seen Naomi's story play out, um, especially over the past couple months um, and how she took a step back because of her mental health. Um, I don't really follow basketball, but this was Kevin Love's second um second time on the show and I have to say the first time he was on the show I fell in love with him because of his vulnerability and he brought that back this second time and even with you know Wanda Sykes like these episodes they make you kind of well they should at least for me they make me take a step back and kind of pause and really think about okay if they're going through this thing and they're being vocal about it why am I not being vocal about it? Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not ashamed of my mental health status in that, you know, I've struggled with 
depression and anxiety. Um, I feel like there there's a power to being able to admit to that. There's a power in um, being able, you know, for me to say that because hopefully that will allow someone else who goes through who's been through things like this to feel comfortable enough um, that someone else has said it. Um, help us feel seen and heard because that's definitely a struggle I have sometimes is I don't always feel um, seen or heard um, and I don't want to use this as like my crutch to get into being more seen and heard but it's important that people know that there's a lot going on because I'm very stoic um, and people may not know some people don't have a right to know because for whatever reason that's none of their business but I think generally speaking the more that we can talk about issues like mental health and um, depression and anxiety everything that that people go on um, it should be talked about more um, because I think people need to understand that it's not just um, a way for people to get out of things like Naomi wasn't just saying that to get out of playing like there are serious issues and you know for me it has impacted me to the fact to the point that I couldn't function at work um the first time I went through depression it didn't happen that way for me um but this time it really did impact how I was showing up day in day out and I didn't want to show up day in and day out and so um being vulnerable enough being authentic enough to say, you know what, I need to take a step back. Um, so, yeah. Um, I feel like I should have had more prepared because now I'm like, how do, I, how do I bring this home? How do I just kind of wrap this up? Because um, I, I diverted a little bit, but it does have to do with me being authentic and really being able to cultivate my space and figuring out what that means for me. Um, I've definitely been able to find joy in arts and crafts. And again, if you follow my um, Instagram page at Cultivating Our Space, you will see um, that I've been doing some more arts and crafts because that does help with um, my anxiety. Um, it takes me out of, it takes my brain out of spin mode and I'm able to focus on that and just kind of be happy in that space. Like I literally have a separate room. It's a very small room. And so it, it even feels like a hug, like just a comfort. Um, I don't have a weighted blanket, but that's what I imagine that that room kind of feels like. It's like that thing that calms me down and, and keeps me calm. So... And figuring out what it means for you to be authentic and what it means to be authentically you, you definitely have to think about where you are now. And you have to do some reflecting on the past. What were some of the good things that happened? What were some of the bad things that happened? What were some of the things that you wish you could have done differently or the things that you wish you didn't do? Like it, 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 it's a lot of reflecting. Um, and therapy can help. You don't need to wait to go to a therapist because you're going through anxiety or depression. You can go to a therapist and talk about, you know what, I just need to figure out who I am. 
Like I'm not depressed, I'm not anxious. I just need to figure out who I am. I need to figure out what's next. That's perfectly fine. Like that's another thing that I wish people would understand is that therapy is not just for like like true deep mental health issues. Um, so, you know, if you've got a job, you've got insurance, check out that insurance because um, it may be worth the cost to really kind of take a step back to figure out who you are. Um, as kind of the bad rep that um, reality TV gets at times, there are nuggets that I think you can take and also use as part of your reflection. Um, as I mentioned, the shop on HBO is one of those that has become that for me. Every once in a while, a Real Housewives episode, very rarely, very rarely. That's more for entertainment for me. Um, but like I mentioned, the episode with Garcelle, like really sharing with the women um, was something that was powerful for me to see and something that I needed to see in my own progress. There's plenty of books out there to read. I, you know, with my time off from work, I've been reading a lot. I've taken a break from reading a little bit because, like I said, there's a lot going on. So I've been kind of, I had to shift my focus um, the past week to deal with some other things. Um, but definitely reading, there's a ton of books out there. I can't even begin to tell you what books they are. Um, but it's something I can definitely post on Instagram because, again, this is off the cup cuff. This is authentic. Um, and all my books are downstairs. So I will definitely make sure to, to post that um, within the next week so you can kind of see what books I've read that I, I feel like have been helpful and also helping me think about what it means for me to be authentic and to show up in authentic ways. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Like I said, this was, it was planned. I knew I wanted to talk about authenticity. I had a couple bullet notes, which was definitely, like, literally, it's just the shop, Aunt Sarah, mental health challenges. Like, that's what my bullets were for <laughs> for this episode. Um, it actually felt good just to be kind of, I don't want to say random, but unscripted. It, it felt natural. I'm happy that I don't think I said a lot of ums. I know I said a couple, but I think... I kind of got in the zone and just really started talking. So I hope you all appreciate this episode. Cultivating our space is definitely something that I am, it's, it's evolving. And I am working to really try to figure out, you know, how do I make, take this to the next level? Um, and I want to make sure it is something that is useful to you listeners so that I can get more listeners and really grow and, 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 you know, really make this something useful because I think um, it's important. So thank you all for listening. And as always, be the best. Thanks for tuning in for another episode of Cultivating Our Space. I want to hear from you. Make sure to follow me on Instagram at Cultivating Our Space and visit my website, at cultivatingourspace.com. Until next time, be the best.